0: Hello and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Tanya.
1: And I'm Carrie. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee. This
0: is episode number 55. Today we're focusing on 5th grade in the music classroom. We'll also share some highs and lows from our teaching or, you know, not so much teaching week. A work smarter, not harder teacher tip. And
1: in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. So it's time to talk about some high notes and low notes, but not from our teaching week. From our winter break.
0: Winter break. Happy are, New Year. Happy
1: New Year, everyone. We are just finishing up our winter rape. Well, technically, yes, we've but finished you, you we finished because you might be to go listening to school. this at
0: any old time. Yes, you might be. But, but technically it's 2020. It's the I don't know which day. It's the fourth day of twenty twenty. Nice. Yeah. Okay.
1: So we'll talk about some some things from our winter break. You get to go first. Oh, high I or low? I do. Okay. Um I don't have anything super specific. I just will say it was a nice winter break. So I'm just gonna say it's a high. That's a high. Just um spending lots of quality family time. My mom and stepdad came out and we just spent lots of time together as a family. Which is always mostly good, you know. Yeah. Lots of people together. I mean, not lots. It's just six of us with my family and them in the house, but just got to do lots of fun activities together. We tried to focus this year on instead of gifts, doing experiences for right. everybody. I had that so going. we had like a girls' day at the Nutcracker, and then the boys oh, yeah. went to a Broncos game. Um, so that was just really nice to be able to do some fun activities with the family. That is nice. Though. So, yeah, the Nutcracker was lovely. I've never seen like the full, Denver Colorado Ballet oh, production so of the Nutcracker and, and it's, it's really live really music. It has live music and they do a fantastic job and yeah. So yeah. it was just it was just a nice break. I'm sad that it's already over. It went quickly as but onwards, but onward. Yes, lots of things to look forward to. Yeah,
0: in 2020 exactly. So how about you, Tanya? High or low? Um. Well, I have to go a little low because the very last day before winter break. I was at my mountain school, mm-hmm. and they traditionally, for years and years, they take the whole school to the Apex Center and have a morning of ice skating. Nice. Now, when I say take the whole school, we're talking like 135 kids. So right, it's, you right. Know. Um, so I got to go along on that, and it's just a great field trip. Um, so the first half of the day is spent there. Well, so I got on ice skates because, you know, I... You wanted to play along. I wanted to play along, and I actually can ice skate. It's been a really long time, but it's one of those things that it's like riding a bike. You know, once you learn to do it, you get back on there, and you're like, oh, look, I can ice skate.
1: I don't know about that. You don't that. think so? No, but well, go ahead. Well,
0: <laughs> it was, you know, I don't know if we're talking about my bad memory or my muscle memory that just came into play, but as a kid, like with my family, we ice skated a couple times a year. Yeah. And so I mean I, I'm okay. Yeah. Like I'm not doing triple axles or anything. But I can, You feel comfortable. I feel comfortable on ice skates and it's it's fine. So anyway, I guess I was a little too comfortable because I'm always trying to bond with those mountain kids because yeah. they're new to me. Yeah. I'm new to them, especially those seventh and eighth graders. Yeah. So I was like going around on the rink and I was like casually challenging. Um 7th and 8th graders. Nice. Like to a race. Yeah. So there was one um, 8th grade boy, and I was like, hey, let's race. And and then he kind of half-heartedly, you know, didn't really race me. Well, then about 15 minutes later, he came up to me. He's like, Miss Lejeune, no, let's race. I'm like, you're on. Because, you know, I'm a fool. (laughs) And I was wearing (coughs) figure skates, which have toe picks. Uh-huh. And... Hockey skates do not. Oh, right. I didn't really think this through. Oh, okay. I just, you know, I'm used to, I mean, the few, the times that I've skated, I've used figure skates with toe picks, which are kind of like breaks at the very front of your skates. Sure, okay. When wearing figure skates, you really, um, it in order to go fast, you kind of, you can't go like straight forward on your skate. You kind of have to do this side. Th- anyway, I wasn't thinking about it. So... <laughs> I mean, this is like we were racing from one end of the rink to the other end. Yes. And I don't know. I went like maybe six feet before I just totally biffed it. I went slam on the ice forward. I didn't hit my face. I didn't hit my neck or my head. But like. I was looking for my breasts on the ceiling oh after God. I came to. <laughs> I'm surprised um, you
1: didn't break a wrist. You like, know what? I am fall. too.
0: Because I did not break my fall. It was yeah. really like a Which big that's surprise. that's why it
1: hurts so bad. <laughs>
0: yeah. I was like, I was excited. I was going not fast enough, yeah. you know, but I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. And then I'm on the ground. Bam! So it wasn't like I had any s- microseconds of like, put my arms out and catch my fall. No, I wasn't doing that. It happened so, so fast. It happened so fast. And so oh. my right shoulder and my rib cage, were. I was really having a hard time <clears throat> getting up off the ice for a, a little while. It took me about, I don't know, three or four minutes to get off the ice. And then after I got off the ice, I was seriously Ugh. seeing stars for the next 15 minutes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I thought, I'm not going to go to the doctor because they're just going to, even if things are broken, like ribs. Yeah. They're just going to say, we can't do anything. It's rest and blah, blah, blah. So initially, I didn't go to the doctor. We went back to school. I had I did a you know a winter concert for the whole school. Plus, we did a sing-along for oh the my whole gosh, school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then you had
1: things to do. And That's... then I had
0: to pack up. And then I went home, and then I went straight to bed, yeah. which was challenging because I, can't, I couldn't lie flat because it was so painful. Ugh. So anyway, that was Friday. It was the last day before winter break. Come Sunday morning, I like turn to Craig and I'm like, I ha- we have to go to the doctor. Yeah, this is not. I don't know what to do, but you know. Anyway, I wanted X rays done because you know. Yeah. So anyway, nothing's broken, of course, and um, it's just a matter of time. So it is now.
1: now- was your ego as bruised as your body? Like, no. Did that bother you? That would have bothered no, me. I don't, maybe no, maybe more than it should have. To be honest. Really? With you. Like, especially just you know with being around kids and like I mean maybe that's so silly but you know trying know. trying to bond and then it backfiring <laughs> maybe I'm i make it I guess I'm a tad it.
0: embarrassed because I really biffed it in front of everybody yeah but not
1: really I did
0: it yeah I mean there were it a lot of teachers who didn't even who skating. didn't even get on the ice for me. good reasons yeah I, I mean everything. I
1: broke my rest ice skating but no I, I,
0: I got on the ice and like I <clears> yeah no I don't know good maybe I you. I should be embarrassed now that I think about it.
1: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring (laughs) that up. I was just curious.
0: No, if anything, it's more the the thing that bothers me is the pain. Sure. So, yeah. So now we're two weeks after that, and I'm still in pain. Sorry. And I'm still having trouble sleeping, like, flat. And when we went to urgent care, it was just, like, they gave one of those breathing things where you they want you to keep taking deep breaths so you don't get pneumonia. Um and so, you know, you're supposed to inhale and, like, get the little, whatever, the marker to a certain spot right, when you right. inhale. And I, I told the, the doc, said, have you done one of these? How is your breathing? I'm like, hey, I'm a singer. I can do it. So <laughs> Test me. Yes. So, yeah, my breathing, it, it you know, has been above and beyond what it needs to be. Like, with the deep breaths, I do a meditation every day. Um, so... Yeah, I'll be fine. It's okay. It's just it taking was just more time like than you'd like. Getting up and down from a lying down position is like takes a while. Yeah. And it's not
1: fun on your winter break.
0: And you it's, wanna be yeah, doing like things and- I was literally just really not doing anything for the first three days of yeah. break because it was just moving was painful. Yeah. Raising my arm was painful. Um, but it'll be okay. Sometimes it, they say it's they they told me it takes Weeks, maybe months, which is, oh. I, I can't do that, but hey.
1: But you're on the upswing.
0: I'm on the upswing, okay. and I've been doing yoga with Adrian, the 30 day challenge, and that's been really good. Good. You know, I'll be recovered soon. Good. So this is the final installment of our series talking about specific grade levels, and so today, well, we might touch a little bit on sixth grade and beyond later on. Yeah. Yeah. But enough. today is all about fifth grade. Yes. Specific fifth grade materials and concepts, melodic and rhythmic, and other concepts that we tackle in fifth grade, and... um you know what, I can I just tell you a little aside that I really like? Yeah. This is episode 55. I just noticed that too. And it's fifth grade. Weird. And I hope somebody else out there listening appreciates that because I am currently reading a book for professional development with uh-huh. my school where things do not line up like that. Oh. And it's driving me bonkers. Oh, yeah. Because I read the wrong chapter to prepare for a staff meeting. Oh, right. Because it was like principal four, but it was chapter five. Or, oh, you know, yeah. It's I just, hate that. I hate that.
1: Yeah, Yeah. well, and can I also add the little disclaimer we've been saying, especially as we've been getting into upper grades, that we call these fifth grade concepts because it's based on maybe a traditional Kodai sequence, the sequence that we know well through our program here at Colorado State, and so... Not to say that if you're not there with these concepts in fifth grade, and I'll be honest, some of these concepts we're going to talk about, I haven't really taught in a long time or maybe quite
0: ever. Exactly. It's
1: always my goal that we get to a certain point, especially if they're leaving me and going to middle school and going to another teacher. You know, I want them obviously to have as much knowledge as possible, but you also can't push it and you can't rush the process. Right. And that's the whole point of. You know, Kodai is, is the idea of, you know, meeting the kids where they're at and following their natural Exactly. Skills. And a
0: lot of these songs that we're going to talk about, I think, are really great just in their repertoire, whether or not you actually are able to use them to teach a specific concept. Right. So these right. are all good song material right. for it, fifth grade, whether or not you actually use them, them yes. to teach those concepts. exactly. And then some of them, I'm looking at one of the concepts, which, you know, we'll reveal in a minute that I know if you're a fire robin person that he encourages you to get to in like kindergarten, first exactly. grade, second grade.
1: Yeah. Some of these you might do out of order in your mm-hmm. own sequence of what your district wants or what you want to do based on your training. So yes. all of those little caveats So that's our it. disclaimer. That's our disclaimer. Take we it call for them what it fifth is. grade concepts, knowing full well that you might not get to them, or you might have taught them earlier, or out of sequence, whatnot. So. Exactly. All right, so here we go. Okay. Rhythmically, what Rhythmically. are we going to be focused well, on? Well,
0: I do have anacrusis listed here, which we can talk about, but can we, I think we should focus on these specific one beat, in the four, you know, four uh, meter, uh, one beat rhythmic concepts before we talk about anacrusis, because some of these songs do double duty Right for your. Right, we'll come back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anacrusis is tricky because you're gonna find an anacrusis or an upbeat in lots of repertoires. So you might teach it sooner or later depending on that. So yes. yeah, let's let's stick with with. Let's start with timka.
0: Let's timka. So
1: what we mean by timka is a dotted eighth note mm-hmm. followed by a sixteenth note. Usually, Some people call together. it timri. But I like Tim Kuh because yeah. if
0: you're using Tika Tika. You've been caing all over the place. Exactly. So yes. whatever Tim your language But be. then I know that there are people who like the re because it's it's different. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Whatever
1: you prefer. Whatever you want. So my favorite of Tim Ka is actually something I learned from you, Tanya, originally. Is uh who stole my chickens and my hens? And it yep. it's just a fun little clapping game that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, should we sing it? I guess sure. we should sing it. I have a little bit of a head cold, so I feel like I'm a little pitched low. Should we so go a little low I'm right going to let you choose. And oh, I'll try
0: too my best. High? No, will go with that. Here we okay. go. Who oh, stole my chickens and my hens? Who stole my chickens and my hens? Who stole my chickens and who stole my hens? Who stole my chickens and my hens? So, disclaimer on that, in that third
1: f- phrase, it does throw in kat- or uh, Timka's friend, Katim. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, when I'm teaching this, you know, using this for Timka, I'm only focusing on phrase one, phrase two, exactly. and phrase four. And then I can bring it back again for chickens later. later. Exactly. Yeah. So, there's just a fun little clapping game where they have to do different things and they change. We should and- do that for... We keep saying we're going to do these videos. I we know we should do that video
0: because really, all those rests that we're feeling—yeah, there's some hand clapping there's, going yes. on in there.
1: <laughs> you always mention that if you're not careful, your kids can fill in those rests with interesting sound. Effects. I have
0: had some issues in the past year. I haven't done "Who Stole My Chickens?" for a little while because yeah. I—it was it was just driving me crazy with kids. Um, Barking, like, balking ball. or whatever. Like, who's yeah. still had my chickens and my hands? Balk, balk. And I'm just like, that's so funny. Stop it. Yeah, I didn't really have that happen. And I that's wonder so if it's weird. because
1: of the way I was teaching the clapping. I was teaching the song through the game, so to speak. So, yeah, well, I want to so watch how clapping. you teach
0: it and how you avoid that.
1: I don't know. I think it just happened. Because sometimes
0: but... I feel like I teach it. And I'm it's good, it's good, we're going fine. And then they add the box. They add that yeah, something I haven't annoying. There, but and anyways. they go, It's me who <laughs> stole have my chickens and my hands, not me. You know, oh, like, really? like oh, stupid, that's... stupid stuff. I mean, stuff. it's
1: clever. Uh, it's maybe I, like I just gotta cursing. get
0: over it because the point is not the rest, right? No, no. No. It's not.
1: All right, so what's your favorite Timka, Tanya?
0: Well, I do really like or I used to. I really like I, I still your... might my... <laughs> yeah, you stole my chickens and my hands. Yeah. Um but Uh Yo Ho, I pull the anchor is one. Okay. That I got from my level three teacher at CSU long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah. Uh Liz Arcaro. And it's not a authentic folk song. I don't know where it comes from. And it goes like this. Yo ho, I pull the anchor. Yo ho, I show you how. Yo ho, I pull the anchor. Who is the captain now? I am the captain now. So it's got a little solo opportunity in Uh there. Yeah. And I have this big old heavy black rope. And so we pull on the beat, which takes some practice. Yeah. Because they just want to pull, pull, pull. like they. It's like
1: in a circle?
0: It's like in a circle. Okay. It's a long one long attached. And we talk a, a little bit about work songs, which... We'll touch on later when we talk about the blues. Yeah. Right? So we talk about work songs, and we talk about pulling on the beat, right? Mm -hmm. And on my big black rope, I have several knots Mm -hmm. tied. And at the end of the song, when we say, who is the captain now on the word now, we stop. And if you are holding a knot, you say, ah. I am the captain now. So you might have more than one captain. That Yeah, that's why I put mul- multiple Do you knots. ever
1: have it where, because I've tried this game before, and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't quite as successful, and I wonder if it's just how I set it up, but I had kids who didn't want the knot. They didn't want to sing solos. Right. So then all of a sudden, like there was a big nothing.
0: Right, and I, I, I hear you, because okay. I had that happen as well. Yeah. So this is when I started tying it to, huh, tying it. Um, nice. <laughs> if you have the knot and you sing the solo, then you go to the instrument. Oh.
1: Oh, so eventually everyone gets to
0: so,
1: I love that. Yeah, Thank so you.
0: what I started doing was I'd be like, okay, <laughs> you know, no pressure. I'm not going to like, you must sing it. You've got the knot. So if somebody is like, you know, pulling it a little bit more mm-hmm. or like avoiding the knot, yeah. I kind of let that go. Yeah. And then we do it and, I mean, I might do it two or three times before I have kids who really chime in and sing it. Yeah. But then those kids are rewarded immediately and... This they're is just going to those... go play
1: a board dune yes. a instrument. Somewhere. Yeah,
0: but but you can also add in a cross-in pattern later sure. on, yeah. which is kind of well, fun. Well, that's true, because they're older. Because um, they're older. Yeah. But I don't make a big thing, and I don't lecture, I don't, I mean, like, boys and girls, if you sing the solo, then you get to go blah, 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 blah. I just let them sure. see how that plays out. Yeah. So it's kind of a see how that plays and out And if
1: you have more than one knot, like you're saying, it's not quite as exactly. scary for those older kids, because mm-hmm. then they've got buddies to
0: sing Yeah. That. But I just want them to see, you know, yeah. there's, there's an oh, inherent reward. Oh, that's great. Reward. I
1: love that. Thank you for sharing so, that.
0: So, yeah. yo I pull the anchor. I'll put nice. it on, definitely on the show notes. All these songs will be on the show. Well, if they're not directly on the show notes, then we will give you a link to where you can find that.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. there's lots of these things exist in mm-hmm. places online. So. And
0: we should... Um, Boy, there's so many Tim songs. Really. I know. Yeah,
1: uh, I do want to want to give a shout out to "I Love the Mountains" though because I've been actually doing that one a lot this year in sixth grade. I or, so when I'm saying fifth grade, a lot of this for me is what I'm doing with my current sixth. Well, of course, too. yeah. Um, but. Uh, what I've been doing is to open sixth grade with is like kind of a, a round of the month or a canon of the month. And that's like our opening Ooh, song.
0: Ooh, what a lovely thing. Um,
1: and sometimes it ties into concepts, sometimes it doesn't. Right. Sometimes it's something we learn to play chords along with on a guitar later. Sometimes, you know. Whatever. Oh, and
0: this one would work um, really so, Yeah, I
1: love the mountains. We um, have been singing it and we, they've been doing it in canon and they've really enjoyed it. And then we're going to be learning some guitar chords for it soon. Yeah. So that's another really great one. Timka's all over the place. All over.
0: Boom de da boom dia. Boom the boom Yes, yes.
1: Alright, and then should we talk about uh Timka's friend Katim?
0: Oh, uh, oh did I...
1: you want to talk about the last Timka? I song? do okay, want to talk because
0: I love Old Bald Eagle. Oh yes. And we so, mentioned
1: you actually referred to it earlier.
0: Yeah. Yes. I do old bald eagle actually starting in kindergarten just as a sweet little like movement. Movement thing. Can and Can you I... sing it for us? Old Bald Eagle sail around, daylight is gone. Old bald eagles sail around, daylight is gone. And this is one I play the dulcimer with. So yeah. you were talking about one of your 20, for 2020 being play dulcimer. Yes. This is a super easy song yes. to play on the dulcimer. Good call. Show, set up the game. It's just, uh-huh. I believe it's in one of the Amazon books um, where they talk about the game.
1: Oh, and okay. And I think I've
0: simplified it a bit. Okay. So it's, yeah, what do you do kids are them? in a circle and um, I let them pick their partners ahead of time. Uh-huh. Sometimes I don't depending on the class and how that's going to go. So they have a partner, and this is in kindergarten or maybe first grade because I've done it in first grade as well. This is where we learn that promenade position. Oh, yeah. Where you shake right hands and then shake left hands underneath and then you're shoulder to shoulder and you yeah. walk around, right? Um, so in with the little ones... The first verse when we sing, oh, bald eagle, sail around, daylight is gone. The first pair, not couple, pair, they just walk around the inside of the circle in promenade position. Everybody else stands and claps to the beat Uh or not or just, you know, watches. Yes. So they just get to sail around and then come back to their spot. Uh huh. Um, and then there's back and forth across the floor, daylight is gone, where the, everyone takes hands, they move forward, they move backwards, right? Uh-huh. They yeah. come inside, they come outside. Like, um, and then there's a, there's some more. Uh, I'm forgetting what the rest of it. I think that it might just be those two verses that I do in kindergarten. Okay. Back and forth across Florida. And then how do you God. know who
1: gets to be the next pair
0: to go? Then it's the person, the, the pair to it their right. It just goes around. Yeah. So Cute. I do just do the first two verses. Uh-huh. And I'm remembering everything uh, with kindergarten yeah. where they... One pair goes all the way around the circle, and then we back and forth across the floor. And then the next pair goes all the way around the circle, and we back and forth across the floor, which is just a circle moving in and out. Um And it's just lovely because they end up singing. It's one of those momentum yes, songs yes, where everyone's game. And and they will sing on this one because they're not all moving all the time. That's true. So that's kind of nice. Sing when they're stationary. So that's why I use it in kindergarten, but definitely and. I honestly have not used it in fifth grade for the Temka. Right. But, you know, when we were, you and I were looking at holy names and trying to... You it popped up. It popped up and, popped like, up, we and I went, hey.
1: And it is kind of fun to take songs that they played when they were younger and mm-hmm. then bring them back later for reading. And exactly. you might not necessarily play the game, but that they'll recognize the well, tune. Well, and then if you
0: look at the Amadons, I really can't remember what... I know there's more verses and more advanced things to do. Sure. You. you possibly could do that version of it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It depends on your kids. And, and what I will link they're, what, what they're
0: um, holding what sorry what Amadon's resource that comes from okay. where they give you all the directions. Um, yeah, sounds good. Okay.
1: All right. So moving on to uh, Timka's best friend,
0: Katem. Katem. So this would be... which is a little more challenging.
1: Yeah, and this I'll be honest. This isn't something I've taught like super explicitly. It, it's it's kind of like basically, who stole my chickens, then we look at the third one, and we mm-hmm. figure out that it's Katim. I mean, this is where like, I find that with older kids, the older they get, the whole um, prepare, present, practice thing, yes, the preparation like, yeah, stage yeah. gets shorter and shorter. Yeah, they're like, we, they're we, like know, we know. We're on to you. And we're kinda, and I, and obviously, so much of the preparation stage the point is you want them to hear it and feel it and all that so as long as they're showing me they're hearing and feeling it right we can move on but
0: you know in the american folk song repertoire like timka is so common yeah and katim katim is almost
1: more like a stylized kind of thing like it's it's the way it was sung in performance practice but it was probably not necessarily how it was Notated originally If there ever was A notation originally It's just more How things got passed on And
0: so. Kind of like um, t ticka, ticka tick It's hard to find Katim songs That don't, don't already have Exactly Timka Yeah So that's why You Timka first
1: Exactly So Host All My Chickens We already mentioned What mm-hmm. are a couple Other Katim songs If people want well, to Well really... I have not
0: used this But you and I Just found this The shake yep. them Simmons down Yeah Again is a good I one. do
1: this uh, With younger kids Just as a little Fun movement game Yes Um because you've got a circle left and a circle right, and mm-hmm. you know different little. Is there a promenade in there? Probably. Uh, that one is on the Holy Names website, so we'll yes, we'll link to that. We will link to that. And then another one is uh, Husen Johnny, otherwise known as Little Black, little Black, Black Bull.
0: Bull. So if you have Jill Trinka's Little Black Bull, that's and her recording, ridiculous. um, and I was telling Carrie that in my head Pete Seeger's singing it. Yeah. Because that's um, how you know. It. It's off of his uh, birds beasts and other animals record that I played ad nauseum for my little my kids when they were little and um, yeah so it's just great to hear with Pete Seeger so that's our Katim we're not going to do too much lip service towards Katim Katim, because that's kind of
1: reality too for me All right, should we talk about Anacrusis then real Let's
0: quick? talk about Anacrusis.
1: I mean, there's obviously a gazillion, bajillion songs. Right, and, and anything I Anything that has an upbeat.
0: <laughs> I want to put a little disclaimer that we... I mean, I kind of do a little Anacrusis-ing earlier with 3-4. Um, do you? And because it of,
1: is so hard to find 3-4 songs without Exactly. Yeah. So
0: during 3-4, I kind of... I don't do a formal, like... Hey, let's talk all about the Anacrusis thing, but it's kind of a this is one of those in passing. Oh, by the way, oh, mm-hmm. check out this guy outside of his bar line, oh, outside yeah. of his measure. There's something
1: happening before that right. first official beat of the downbeat of the song. Right. So. But
0: formally, I would love to talk about Long Road of Iron uh-huh. because it's a passing game with yes. sticks. Yes. And it, shall we sing it? Yes. We can it, sing a little low.
1: Yeah. Like, okay. On
0: the low. Uh-huh. All right, here we go. On the long road of Bye iron, the train, train to Santa, Santa Fe. Fe comes a traveling <laughs> down the track <laughs> with, with a the chicky chicky che. Chicky chicky che. Okay, yeah.
1: I was having a little moment. I forgot what the,
0: what we were saying there. Comes a tra- no, that's traveling right. down the track with
1: the chicky chicky che. Am I singing the chicky, melody? Chicky chicky che. No, chicky, I thought it was just chicky chicky che, because I think chicky, what you're chicky, getting. Chicky, confused with is citrone which I also have in my yeah. <laughs> list here, which is that similar. So
0: melodically similar but to Elsitrone. But Tanya,
1: yes? why are passing games so good for anacrusis.
0: Well, <laughs> because you've got that anticipation of the first beat and everyone can get all together to pass. Is well, that... you're
1: literally picking up the stick. Yes.
0: Oh, they, that's what I mean, you were looking for. You're I mean, picking yes, it up. You're
1: picking up the stick, and then when you're placing it down, that's the downbeat. Right. So that's your natural tie-in. And I do
0: to... talk about about calling it a pickup before I talk about it, the real name is Anacrusis. Yeah, Like your name, we might call you John, but your real name is Jonathan. Yes. Well, we call this a pickup and its real name is just totally different. Anacrusis. Yes. 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 Yeah, totally. Do you talk about inner
1: Anacrusis? Um, honestly, no.
0: I don't either. No. But um, it would be a place that you could go. You
1: could, yeah, if you were doing like phrase analysis of something, and mm-hmm. especially in, in a choral setting as, as these kids are getting older, if you were talking about this within an ensemble, right. you know the importance of finding where those inner anacrusis and are. And let's talk
0: about inner anacrusis just briefly because yeah. if you do Kodai training, I don't know about other programs, but in our program, our analysis sheet for all of the song analysis does include anacrusis and whether it's an inner anacrusis or outer anacrusis right. or both – And I know that sometimes that... It gets a little jumbled. People get a little mixed up about that. So an inner anacrusis is just when the melodic phrase includes an anacrusis within the song. Yes. And what I tell my level one students is that, especially on the stuff that we're looking at, a lot of times it's driven by the text.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: And that's let the text be your guide, but definitely there's inner anacrusis with music that does not have text. Yeah. But it's just when you have that melody... Right. That does not start on the downbeat. Right. And it's in within the song.
1: And you see it a lot, especially if it's like a, an eighth note inner anacrusis, because the rhythm might technically be two eighth notes next to each other, mm-hmm. but it's not like a beamed TT. Right. They're separated TTs, and you might have to talk about that with students. Why are they separated there versus exactly. And
0: when beamed? you're doing your song collection, for anyone who is taking Kodai levels or about to or thinking about it, this is the, one of those things to be aware of that – and anacrusis, as far as classroom use, anacrusis will trump, like, all yes. the other things. You might say, oh, my gosh, I have this great song that will work perfectly, like, for eighth, two eighth notes. Right. right. Not so if it's got an if anacrusis. If it's got anacrusis. Because that's yeah. one of those things that the kids, if you show it to kids, or even if they don't even see it and they just have that, if they feel it, they're going to go, Well, I can't focus on this other thing because that anacrusis.
1: Yeah, unfortunately that does, you know, sometimes it's frustrating because you find a piece or a song and you think it's so perfect and then you realize it has that anacrusis in there. Yeah,
0: because I remember.
1: Ruins it all. But but then when it's time to teach the idea of anacrusis, you also want to make sure you have a mixture of songs that have a quarter note anacrusis, two eighth notes, one eighth note. Um, the occasional one-sixteenth note in a crucis, or, right. or three-eighth notes is also another popular version. Yep. So it's just important that you have a combination. Um, I, I was going to mention um, Shalom Havarim. Oh, yeah. Because, again, it's another really lovely um, canon for, for harmonic reasons and yeah. in a minor tone set. But that's a, a nice just quarter note. Um, if, if, if you're thinking... Quarter note is the beat. That's a mm-hmm. good quarter note Anacrustis song. Right. And then the other um Anacrustis I wrote down was El Citron, which is very similar uh-huh. to Long Red of Iron. So oh you might not you... want to do both. Yeah. You'd probably want to pick. But it's Sorry, it's, I Span- it. it's it's in Spanish. El Citron de un fandango, Sango Sango Sabare Sabare de La. Oh, I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, this is one I always have to look ba, at. Ba, 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 ba. But that's the one that has the da, 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 da yes, turn in it. it oh is. my gosh. Okay. I'm sorry, people. So we'll have to I put it, have it in the notes. notes. Every
0: time I teach that one, I spend some time right before class looking yeah. at it because I wish I I must have, have spent some time before this podcast because well, I have
1: it written down, but I don't have the notation well, of we will
0: me, will so. put it. Well, we will put it in the show the notes. notes.
1: But it's another passing. So mm-hmm. again, just that idea of picking up something.
0: That's yes. Your
1: quote unquote pickup beat. You know, anyways, you get the idea. So, exactly. we won't go on about any anymore than we already have.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of them. There's though. a lot of stuff. And a lot of them are so dope.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then you can talk about harmonic function of Woo-hoo, that. It, yeah. Like, oh, my
0: gosh. Uh, so and then much. you can get all harmonic about it with, like, adding the chords, like, on instrument. Well, yeah. 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 We'll get there in a sec. Okay.
1: All right. So one last rhythmic concept, and this is the one Tanya was alluding to earlier, Yes, that you might choose to teach this much earlier, depending on your situation and your philosophy um, is 6-8 compound meter and mm-hmm. all the rhythms associated to it. Yeah. Perfect. So
0: if you're in the fire robin school of whatever... Then you—you've already done this. Have been doing. Skip six, ahead. Eight. You can yeah. ignore the because next five minutes. Because Dr. Fire Robin and I, you know, you cannot argue with this. That a lot of our nursery rhymes and early childhood songs are, have that six-eight feel. Yes. And so, yeah, I understand. I get that. Um, I'm not doing it in kindergarten, first and second grade. No. But so there's a place to go for materials. <laughs> even if you're using them with older kids, is yeah. that, you know, the Fire Robins uh, books have lots of success. Lots yeah, of and I mean,
1: nursery rhymes right there. You've got a gazillion to choose from. Yep. But some that we have specifically chosen for older students, I love um, a Spanish-language song called Estaba la Yeah, I cannot caravera. sing this one. Um, I- it. Um, and it, the translation is about a skeleton who's sitting in a chair and then death comes and asks him, why are you so thin? Why are you so skinny? So it's like a little pun. It's like a little joke. Uh-huh. Um, and then it's kind of like um, the apples and banana song. And then then you sing it with different vowels. Oh. So then you sing, la and then... And you sing them all with A. Wow, I bet your ESL
0: students are like... Love
1: that. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, my dual language classes absolutely love the song. Um, it's just, it's a lot of fun because then it's like a tongue. And then for kids who Spanish isn't their native language, then it's just a fun tongue twister because it's yeah. more challenging for us. But all the kids love it. And um, I learned this from uh, Dr. Mirna Cabrera, who's a great yes. friend of ours, who's been out here um, and has done some work out here, and some workshops. And if you
0: are in Colorado and you're going to CMEA, the Colorado Music Educators Assoc. It's, it's NAFME, but we still call it CME. Mm-hmm. Um The convention that happens in January in Colorado Springs. Mirna is going to be uh, presenting. Yeah. I, I don't remember the title of her session, but I'm
1: assuming it's probably just I know it's all Spanish language, and so she sandwich. has a publication through Hal Leonard called um, La Rueda Rueda," mm-hmm. um, and this song is from that publication. And
0: that is a gem. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and she's worth seeing. She's she's just such a wealth. Of, of knowledge. It's, yeah. She's wonderful.
1: So, besides it's just being a really fun song to sing, why I like it for 6 8 or compound meter is that it has that meter and those rhythms, but it doesn't have an anacrusis
0: Exactly. And that's,
1: it's nice to have a combination depending on when you teach anacrusis compared to 6 8 meter. You want it's a lot of 6 8 songs have anacrusis Exactly. <laughs>
0: like the next two that we're going to mention. They do. I married my wife in the month of June. Rizzledy, rosy, mau, mau, mau. Right? Yes. Uh, and there's a lovely book. Um, yes. We get it's no proceeds from the fire robins. Fire robin bus, so, but, yes. Yes, but there's a lovely picture book of Rizzly Rossity. You bought me this book
1: for my birthday. Yay! <laughs> It's so cute, and again, it's fun because it is kind of a childish story. But you know what? Older older kids like it too. Mm-hmm. And Rizzledy Razzoli is full. But it's of a, a little challenge to uh, sing because
0: it's got that octave leap. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, and it's got a little bit of crass humor. I mean, I don't know. I would call it a little bit of crass. It's a
0: little crass. Yeah, yeah. But, so the older
1: kids really like to dig into that. One. Yes.
0: Do you read the picture book to the older kids? I have. Yeah. I have too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: they love that. They, I know. They have this little moment of like, this is so silly, but then they all sit there yeah. and they're they're enjoying it. It, so. Yes, exactly. Or if you don't want to make them all sit in the floor, you can just show it to them under a document camera or yeah. something like that. But, True. Um, what? A couple other six eighths we want to oh, mention? I feel
0: like this has been the year of skin and bones. We, uh, we have talked about it. about
1: it for everything, yeah. but man, kids love it.
0: Oh, wait. I'm. I'm now. I'm all majored out. Sorry.
1: There was an old
0: woman all old skin, skin and bones. bones. I don't
1: think we have to sing the whole thing. I think. Yeah, and you
0: know what's very interesting is that. You six eight is something that I got to be a lot more deliberate about because definitely I notice when I try to ki- put kids on instruments in third grade on yeah. skin and bones, yeah, and we're pl- trying to play. Oh, the, they ooh, that ripping, yeah, they can't get they straighten out. that they, out. They, struggle with that and that we really funny? have to practice it a lot and they have to sing it yeah and feel it before we put in our instruments because they will straighten it out yeah
1: yeah yeah that is an interesting thing um, and i'll be honest Sixth eight is something that sometimes sometimes i've really struggled to get to me too um i'm really appreciating the gift of the fact that i have sixth grade because um i'm i'm able to get to it now yeah again, which is and, nice.
0: and after teaching sixth grade for many years i will just admit right now just so anyone else out there in the same situation can feel okay about it. I have often used 6-8 as a catch-all, clean-up, like all the things we haven't gotten to. Yeah. Or the things that need further solidifying.
1: Yeah. Year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just kind of like, well, Send you know, them off with. A
0: bridge to middle school and yeah. performing groups that they might be in. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing with 6-8 is it's, it can be so difficult to teach. It's so mathematical in a way. Um but I don't like the idea personally. I struggle with sending them off to middle school, having never experienced sixth oh, yeah. And what I mean by experience, I mean they've probably heard it and moved to it and all that. But to see it and to be able to read it and understand the idea of it, because that's that's they're gonna see if you go off to choir, band, or orchestra in sixth grade or in middle school, you're probably gonna see it. So it's right. important. That and then we touch if you are it, teaching
0: sixth grade. Either in fifth grade or in sixth grade, it is, and this is why I don't like teaching it in younger grades. You do have to take some time, either at the board or, or you know, some time and explaining the quarter notes not getting the beat anymore. Exactly, and that is the number one reason why I have avoided it in lower grades. Yeah, because we get attached, and I don't think it's a bad thing in the beginning when we're doing some music literacy rhythmic things to get attached to ta. Is one beat quarter yes. note equals one beat? Then all of a sudden you go, okay, remember all that? Now, yeah, T is your beat. Yeah,
1: and I mean, and then the on. duple
0: feel of it too. Yeah, exactly. see all it's of confusing. these things that you were alluding to mathematically. Yeah, it does take some. Just like, all right, let's write it out. Let's take notes on it. Let's let's yeah. talk it through. And they're not as necessarily ready for that. They no. they are ready to feel it. Yeah, and experience it and do music. You know, we're gonna old bald eagle. We're gonna do all these things. Um, We're gonna experience these things. I know. I'm I'm talking about like more advanced things. Skin and bones. Skin and bones. We're gonna like experience it, sing it, feel it. But we're not gonna call attention to all of these things. Exactly. What I'm trying to get at. Yeah.
1: And it's okay to kind of to break it down too, where you might be teaching the rhythms of six eight. But really focusing on the idea of three sounds on one beat. Yep. And, and, and then when you're writing out meter-wise, you can put a two over a heartbeat. Yes. So it's still, we're feeling two beats. Right. And then later talk about the difference between... You know, two over the heartbeat the subdivision six over and eight. eight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, mathematically, hopefully they're ready for those kind of ideas with fractions and yep. all that kind of stuff. But you got to scaffold it that way.
0: You do. Yeah. So um, just one more that doesn't have an anacrusis, which yes. is nice. is Sally go round the sun, Sally go round the moon, Sally go round the chimney pot every afternoon. Woo! Which I do in first grade. Yeah. And so. I was going to say, I,
1: I use that as a Ray song in mm-hmm. uh, second grade. Just without the rhythms. Exactly. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's another one that could be fun to then bring back when they're older. Yeah.
0: Would you play the game? <laughs> well, my game is just us Walking marching in a, in a circle. circle and turning when we go, wee Yeah. Woo!
1: I actually have turned that into a chase game, just like a Duck, Duck, Goose kind of game. Oh, that makes sense. Where um, every afternoon, boom, and on the boom, whoever gets tapped Chases after the person. So sixth graders would still, or fifth graders, and sixth graders would Mm -hmm. still love to do that. And
0: and like you were saying, it's a great ray song. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's also a good one for building some part work. Oh, yeah. Early on. Good bridge. Which brings us to melodic melodic ideas or harmonic ideas. So, we can. uh, Well, because,
1: I mean, we're saying more harmonic ideas than melodic because technically, you know, we talked about Thaw and teen mm-hmm. in our last episode in fourth grade. So really, you know, if, if by this point they know all the pitches of the major scale and how those intervals work together, now you're really thinking scale-wise, major mm-hmm. and minor, or you're thinking more in terms of harmonic chords part work. Exactly. So that's what we're going to allude to right yeah. now.
0: So part work is super important. Um, if you haven't been with your students for this whole time, and you're getting them, and it's maybe their first or second year with you in the older grades, then you do need to take some time doing some part work and making sure they can... In order for them to sing part work successfully, they've got to sing in tune, right? Yeah, totally. So it all hinges on all these things. You've got to scaffold in there, and you're not going to be doing successful harmonic part work Mm -hmm. um, without them singing in tune. Yeah. So... This is a time, if you haven't been singing them, to really get that going. Um, And if you have been singing them, of course, you know, in fifth grade, sixth grade, and middle school, they get a little more timid about singing out. Yes, yes. And so there's some backing up and making sure everybody's melodically got it going on. Right. Before you're moving on. So... Uh, I alluded to harmonic stuff. Do we want a harmonic before we... Yeah,
1: why don't you why don't we talk about that? So okay. harmonic meaning like chord structures, Like right? chord structures, mm-hmm. right. And can I ask, I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, great. <laughs> Are you teaching the idea of chords kind of slowly throughout, like backing it up to earlier grades, and then by the time you get to fifth grade now, we're kind of putting it together? Or do you really do most of your chord work after they've gotten older. So what I mean by that, like, is I've tried to be better and I'm not always great about it, where, like, in first grade, when they learn Do, I mm-hmm. introduce the idea of what the one chord is, Do, Mi, So. Uh-huh. And then in third grade, when they learn low So, I introduce the idea of what the five chord is. And even though they don't know T, mm-hmm. so I can't spell it out, just the idea of a chord, or a harmonic structure going from Do to so back to Do. That's yeah. like one five one. So I'm kind of introducing the idea
0: of what chords are Yeah, you when know, they're
1: younger. I but don't
0: when they're... Because I, I have tried that. Yeah. And calling it 1 and 5, it confuses...
1: It, it's very confusing.
0: I found it was confusing <laughs> them. Yeah. And I've even gone as far as like, okay, well, let me just show you. Let's B and C. And I show. And, yeah. I'm, and then they just kind of don't follow me tune that with out. that. Yeah. So... What I've been doing most recently is I'll go, oh, don't Do, me, and So sound nice together? Yes. Cool. Let's play them on the instruments. Yeah. Let's play Do and So. Oh, now let's have, you play Do and me, and this person will play their So and their next Do. You know, I mean, so, no, I don't really call attention to this is the one chord and this is the five chord. Right. I just say, oh, these ones sound nice together. Yeah. Like, we know Do, me, and So sound good together. That's
1: basically what right. I'm doing. But.
0: And we know we can sing those low so's during this song and then switch it to do And yeah. and that sounds nice. So that's pretty much as far as I go okay, in earlier good. grades. But yes, fifth grade is when I formally go, hey, let's build a chord. Okay. We call this one. And then I use the Roman numerals. Yeah. And I, um, we connect it all. And, and they're ready for it at that point yeah. in fifth grade. And I do save it until spring.
1: And just one, four, and five? I do cord one, wise. four,
0: and five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. And I don't. I mean, there have been years where I I kind of touch on, but if we were going to go to the two chord, you know, because sometimes kids will go there. Yeah. And then that's why a, can't
1: you have a chord built on different exactly? Skin yeah. And then
0: that could really organically lead you to key signatures. Exactly. exactly. Which is honestly something that I touch on very briefly, but I don't really get into. Yeah. Um, so yeah. when I'm doing these harmonic, when we're talking about harmonic structures, I stay in the key of C uh-huh. as far as I, I have a pack of um, Roman numeral cards with one, four, and five. Actually, it's one, four, and five, seven. You know, sometimes I'll just use five. Sometimes I'll use a five, seven. Okay. Um, but And then I tie them to absolute pitches in the key of C. Right. Right. So when we put it on orphan instruments, that's a beautiful thing. Yes. My big upset with the key of C is that it's a not a good key to sing on. Right, right. But as long as we're talking about the key of C, it's really good to... And let's face it, when they're playing those chords, if they've got three mallets in hand, mm-hmm. which is what I and where we end up going with that, after we lay down cards of Roman numerals and we lay down absolute pitches, like we lay down the CEG underneath the Roman numeral one, like... We, I have this whole process where we go, we match up number one to C and all of that. Right. Right. Um, and before that, even, I match it up to Do.
1: Right, right. You mm-hmm. lay out the solfa cards. We're not going to fix
0: Do, but mm-hmm. I say right now. And, they, and they're and they used to me saying, hey, kids, on your instruments over there, Do is F. Or, right. Or, hey, last week Do was F. Now Do is G. So they're cool with that. Yeah. So when we are laying out these cards and we're doing this, I, I like for them to have that experience, but then I wanted them to take it to instruments yeah. and apply it as yes. soon as possible. Yeah. They so can see first, we'll just play the root of the chord, and we talk about what the root of the chord means, right? Uh-huh. And then we'll add three mallets, and we'll play the chords. And once they're doing that, they're not singing anyway. Right. Right. As we all know, that a lot of times, That's even the simplest of you know instrument parts, the singing drops out. Yeah. And I just let that go. Yeah. yeah. So hound dog. By Elvis Presley. Uh-huh. Is an excellent recording to play along with.
1: Okay. And I in a 12
0: bar blues. Yes, because it's in C. Oh nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So um, I I love doing that and they get a kick out of, you know, Elvis. Um, and then I'll have I'll put it up on the board with my Roman numerals and I'll have one kid who's just pointing on the Twelve Bar Blues progression okay. and changing along and we'll change up jobs yeah and uh, this is uh, this would be a wonderful time on guitars yeah to bring that in thinking, or that's what i'm thinking cuz anything we're else on.
1: yeah so you do a whole 12 bar blues unit so to speak and then your chords coincide with it they exactly all go together in yeah.
0: one big unit so yeah the 12 bar blues thing that i do is pretty intense because we do a lot of like history behind uh-huh. it and we talk about work songs and we talk about gospel music and we talk about you know historically And we listen to authentic recordings. Um, Yeah, so there's a lot to it. And then we're actually playing it, and they write their own blues. That's cool. And this is where, and I'll say it again at the end, Um, Once Upon a Time, um, at Oak 2016, I did a session called Beginning the Blues, and it was all about, like, what I do with 12-bar blues with older kids. Mm -hmm. And in that, I include, like... um, Names of recordings that are good to use and like a process and a sheet of uh, how to write blues lyrics. And we talk about like the structure of AAB within the lyrics where Uh you have the first line and then the second line is exactly the same. Yeah. And then the third line is completely different. Right. So anyway, I have this packet that I, a folder of stuff that I gave to people who came to that session yeah. back in 2016 at Oak, yeah, which was not a lot of people, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> it was a while ago. Well, anybody who would like that folder of stuff, including the session notes... It's gold, people. It's
1: <laughs> no, I'm excited. Well,
0: anyway, if you would write us a review... And on iTunes? On iTunes, of Music Teacher Coffee Talk, and then take a picture of your review, and then through Instagram, Music Teacher Coffee Talk, or through Facebook, Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Include your review, like show us a picture. Uh-huh. I will send you that whole folder of stuff. So generous of you, Tanya. Well,
1: <laughs> with just a little review in return. It's Just a little review. Oh, I love that because, yeah. I mean, I, I have seen Tanya's stuff, and I've used Tanya's stuff, and it's really well thought out. And well, thank it's you. It's great, and I think that's a well- a well-deserved resource. Well, I was looking through the sh-
0: to through the session notes from that particular session, and I was thinking, you know, d- would this make sense if you don't see me present it? And it does. Yeah, because yeah. it does give you like a step by step. Right, and we we thing. know what
1: twelve bar blues is. and a lot of resources. But I just love how you break it down, and I love the way that you teach it to the kids, both the the historical and cultural aspects of it, but also the theoretical aspects of it, tied well together. Well,
0: I appreciate that. So yeah. and there's so much more that you could add Get to it. Get on that, people. But well, that's why it's. <laughs> (laughs) called beginning the blues oh sure so write us a review show us a picture i will send you the folder with all those goodies that's awesome cool
1: so now it is time for a work smarter not harder teacher tip Our first one of 2020. Yeah. All right, Tanya. It's a
0: popular theme in, well, at the beginning of any year. Oh, yeah. Is productivity. Sure. Which I will admit that at times I am not awesome with. No. There are times when I I say. I mean, I
1: say no for me, not for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, Tanya, you are not productive. is horrible. Um. But I am not, yeah, I'm always looking for things that will help me Uh with that, and I've like dabbled in some things here and there, um, some good and some not so good. But something that maybe you are, anybody is aware of, is called the Pomodoro Technique. I've
1: never heard of this. Oh,
0: well, it's just, it's just a a way to tackle things Okay. that I've used, and I've actually like had my children do as well. Uh Uh-huh. And... That You can look up Pomodoro. Pomodoro is tomato. Yeah. I think it was named after the tomato timer. Okay. That the person who developed it, and let's see, I have his name. What's his name? Uh, Oh. Francisco Cirillo. Okay. And he made this, created this in the late 1980s. So within this Pomodoro technique, it's just a way to, you list your own tasks that you need to get done, Uh right? Um, And you decide, like how long you think that a task is going to take right and you set a timer for 25 minutes okay and for those 25 minutes without doing anything else you are working on that task Uh when the timer goes off and here's this is the tricky part for me when the timer goes off at 25 minutes you take a five minute break oh okay and this is what's hard is because i've done it and failed Where the timer goes off and I go, oh, but if I only had 10 more minutes, I'd be done with X, whatever. And usually I'm wrong. Uh It's like another 20 minutes. Right. And then I'm spent. Right. So this is why I like this technique is because you force yourself to take this five-minute break after 25 minutes of really just focused work and not anything else. Uh Um, And then after those five minutes, you go back at it. Okay. Right? And then after four of these um twenty-five minute sessions, you can take a longer break.
1: I like that.
0: Yeah. So you know you've got to be disciplined on making yourself stop. Stop <laughs> and making yourself start up again. Because the other thing I've noticed is that if I take longer than a five minute break, it's just like, you know, um, 45 minutes later and I didn't get back to it yet. Yeah. So I like this what I appreciate is the time segments is that the 25 minutes, that's a really good time to really focus. And it's not too long because, like I said, when I've tried to go longer, I might get the thing done, but then I feel spent. Yeah. Yeah. So Pomodoro technique. Look it up if you want more. Have reached our coda where we share a personal or professional recommendation of what has been lighting our fire lately.
1: <laughs> I like how you put it that way.
0: Okay, so you're up first. Um,
1: I'm not gonna say it's lighting my fire, but um <laughs> I am gonna do a total shameless plug and I'm gonna recommend us, Tanya. Wow. <laughs> so when we, we were talking about I light about, my own fire. I know. When we were talking about, you know, planning out our episodes that we wanted to record, we we talked about the idea of You know, a classroom management refresher, like a back-to-school, not just classroom management, but just... Everything, just to uh, get back on the on the train kind of thing. And yeah. I was looking back, and um, one of our episodes, episode four, uh-huh. is specifically about classroom management, but back to school, January classroom management, like, reset halfway through the, through the school year. Oh, and I listened oh, nice. to it, and it was really helpful <laughs> to listen to it and go, oh, yeah, I mean, these are things that I generally do from year to year, but there's a couple of things I've forgotten about. And just I just think it was it was a good episode, I'm not going to lie. So thank so, you, past Carrie so, time. you, Um, So yeah, if you're needing that little boost of, okay, going back to school, want to start the year fresh and get get some of those things back in place, um, Classroom Management Episode 4 of Music Teacher Coffee Talk, (laughs) I highly recommend (laughs) it. It's not
0: a bad little episode. Well, that's so funny that you say that, because I I was going to make two recommendations. I hope I'm allowed. Oh, sure. Okay, because I was going to give a shout out to um, Aileen's podcast, The Music Room. uh uh-huh. And her latest episode, um, number 43, When and she's talking... Wait a second. No, wait. Not 40. Well, stop. 43 is about classroom management, and she okay. talks with De- Debbie O'Shea, who's fantastic. Yes. Um, our Australian Kodai friend, and love that. So that I want to shout out. But also, I'm trying to look. Her number 44... Yeah, I just listened to this one too. Which I just listened to is oh my gosh. Because I was Your, listening to it. I
1: found it. Your okay. music educator journey.
0: Yeah. Episode forty four. So I that's a very it's a very short and sweet little episode. And I love how specific Aileen is about like different um areas that you might be focused on yes. right now at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And she gives concrete, specific examples of how to set goals yeah. and move forward in each one of those areas. Yeah. So anyway, those last two—I mean, all of Aileen's stuff is awesome, of course. But specifically, I've found some great inspiration in the last two, number forty-three and number forty-four. Yeah. Of Aileen's um, Music Room podcast. Totally.
1: So that's a professional. I, that's recommendation.
0: my professional recommendation. Do you have a personal. I do because <laughs> I just have to. Um, I was reading this book called Bellweather Rhapsody. It's fiction. And it's by Kate Raculia. And um, I. it's funny because I finished it on New Year's Day. So I'm like, can I count it as one of my, you know, yes. 30 for 2020? I say yes. Because I read the bulk of it like before New Year's Day. Uh-huh. And then I, the last two chapters were New Year's Day. Anyway, Bell Wet Weather Rhapsody. And it's a really fun book. But it's also really um, just a really nice read and it's also I don't want to say sentimental, but it's like it's like a warm hug too. Okay. So Belt Weather Rhapsody is this um it's not really a murder mystery, but there is a murder and a mystery. Okay. That takes place. You got my attention. But it centers around um some high schoolers who are at a music convention for oh, high school. Okay. Like they're the best of the best and they come together Um, at this particular hotel called the Bellwether. Uh Uh-huh. And there's a lot of mention of specific musical things. Oh, that's fun. Plus, one of the main characters is a music teacher. Okay. She's like the chaperone. Got it. And another one of the main characters is like one of the guest conductors.
1: Nice. Um,
0: And just all the little tiny music asides that aren't... Explained all the way. Okay, I really loved and just it was just awesome. I'll give you a little example because the the guest conductor is talking about um, he's gonna he's transcribed the um, flute solo from Debussy's Afternoon of a Fawn for bassoon because the first flautist is not around and and nice. he says well you know um, Stravinsky believed in you bassoon so let's see if we can convince Debussy of the same thing. Nice and then doesn't explain that yeah. and I I just. Oh, I'm it. like my people. Yes. I, I gotcha. Love so Bellweather Rhapsody, it's a fun read. Okay. Um, and if you're on Goodreads, friend me. Okay. I'm Tanya Lejeune. I don't
1: have Goodreads. I should do it though.
0: Yeah, I was gonna show you all that. Okay, cool. We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Show notes can be found at Teaching Music, Tanya's Kodai Aspiring blog. Please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for our handle, Music Teacher Coffee Talk.
1: If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. And remember, Tanya's generous offer of, uh, she will send you her 12-bar blues. Beginning
0: the blues.
1: Yes. Notes packet that she created. Manipulatives. Um, if you do a review on iTunes and send us a little screenshot of that, either on our Instagram account or our Facebook account, just message us that little screenshot. Tanya would be happy.
0: I would love oh, to. Oh, and
1: give us your email, too. Too.
0: Of course. You yes. would
1: be happy to send her, send you her packet. Yes. Uh, next time we are going to be focusing on planning in a Kodai inspired classroom. And this is thanks to the request of some folks who chimed in on both our Instagram and our Facebook live video we were just doing yesterday. Yes. If um, you haven't
0: seen it, It's on Facebook. I think after 24 hours, it disappears on Instagram.
1: Oh, that's right. But But it will be on Facebook. It will be on Facebook. Forever. So anyways, we had a couple folks chime in that they're interested in some tips on planning. So that's going to be our topic for next time. Yes. So until next time, this is Carrie
0: And this is Tanya wishing you happy musicing.